Hello and welcome to this episode of It's Not Fight Club, talking all things mental health, because yes, we can talk about this. Join me, Emily Fender, registered mental health nurse, in conversation with industry experts, sharing all our tips, knowledge and understanding of mental health and staying mentally well. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy. Hi, welcome. So I'm joined today by someone who I have stalked on social media for about the last year. Um, that's Emma J from Life Shaper. Do you want to introduce yourself properly there? Experts in your field. <laughs> Hi, Em. Thank you for having me on. It's really nice to ask me to come on. I'm super excited to chat to you guys. Um, yeah, I'm Emma J. So basically, I'm a lifestyle coach. Um, I had my own gym for 12 years. So I'm a personal trainer. Um, nutrition consultant and a life and mindset coach. So I've incorporated all of my knowledge and experience and continual learning into my Life Shaper program. Amazing. I love how it's Life Shaper and it's not Body Shaper and you're not concentrating on the external but the holistic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, as I've suffered with depression myself since 2002. And for me, a huge step forward and specifically continuing to learn more about the mind is because I believe the mind comes first. You know, we can follow any diet, any nutrition program, any exercise program, and it'll work for a short space of time. But if we have stuff going on up here, it is going to be short lived. So for me, and I know you agree with me, Em, it's so important to get the mind right. And as somebody that suffers with depression, when we hit that real, real low time, you know, going to the gym and eating well is not what we want to do. It's really not. So we have to overcome those barriers that are in our head then. Absolutely. Like I am all, there is no health without mental health. There is no wellness without mental well-being. And I think it's really important for you in the position that you are and in the position that I am for us to be vulnerable and say, we have suffered with depression. We know what it's like. For us, you know, no two are comparable, we're not saying, but we've been in a place that we didn't want to be in um, and, you know, pulled ourselves out with the help of meds for me, exercise for you, and, it, and it's about finding them coping skills um, and making them life adjustments to try and come through it the other end. So I think it's really important because you look at you and you just love the picture of health. <laughs> To say that everyone and anyone can struggle, especially in the times that we're in at the moment. So I know you're like stress XM. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything you can sort of share tips and tricks wise or a little bit of information about the stress hormones and, and what's going on at the moment? Absolutely. I think, you know, um, as, as you just said, stress is my area of expertise now. And I've, I learn more and more about that every day. We never know enough, of course. But having experienced it myself, obviously I can resonate with what I learn massively. And yes, you're right. I think it's important that we, we share our stories. And I hid my story for so long, even from a lot of my family and friends, you know. Yeah, you do. You're embarrassed of it. That, that depression label used to be something that nobody wanted to know about, you know. Um, and yes, face value. I've been a party animal. I'm the life and soul. I'm all happy, bouncy. But you don't see the bad days. You don't see the bad days. And, you know, it, yeah, I want to help people through those bad days. Exercise and good nutrition saved my life. And, and, and the more and more I, I learned, I realized that there was a lot more to it. And what, what happens to the body under stress is very important for us to understand. 
So taking us back to sort of our caveman days, okay, our body was designed to fight or run away. So we used to fight um, animals to either kill them and eat them or to run away from them. So that's called the fight or flight response. And what happens during stress is that fight or flight response kicks in. So we then release hormones called adrenaline and cortisol. Adrenaline gives us that really alert, you know, I've got to go, I've got to go type feeling. And cortisol actually dumps sugar in our body to deal with that situation, to either run away or fight, and also to refuel our body after that stress. Luckily, we're not having to fight animals in this day and age. However, our stress now is unrelenting, it's mm. constant. So whereas um, our ancestors would maybe fight that animal today to, to, for their food, for their survival, they'd then rest, recover for maybe a week before they'd have to do that again. We don't get that, um, we don't get that liberty, to be honest, do we? We have unrelenting stress, and it may be what we'd call very basic stresses of getting up to an alarm, rushing around after the kids, getting ready for school, being late for work, all of these things, you've got deadlines in work, you then argue with your partner, you have a sick family member. You know, those are just things that happen in everybody's lives. That's without severe stress that can happen on top of that. So those everyday occurrences going on and on and on will actually turn into chronic stress if they're not dealt with and we're not recovering from that stress. So that hormone effect is going on constantly for us. It's up to us to try and lower that cortisol because as much as cortisol is important because the body needs it to help us through the stress, the brain needs to um, learn about stress so that it can protect us when it happens next time. We don't want it going on all of the time. We want rest from it, okay? We want to recognize when this happens, but we want to be able to recover from it, which a lot of us are not doing. So many people are not doing. So many people are still pushing and pushing and pushing. And you know, I see it with a lot of professionals more than anything. I'm sure you, yeah, you're nodding. I know that grind, that 24-7 hustle, that, that culture that we've succumbed to, we don't allow ourselves to rest and break. Absolutely. And that's a really interesting comparison you just made. So caveman, we'd have that once a week, mm -hmm. up and then down and then back to normal. And we're just releasing it constantly now. So we're constantly up here, 24 hour news, 24 hour scrolling, release, yep. release, release. There's no wonder we, as a nation, we're not well. Yeah. That constant battle. And yeah, we're not allowing ourselves to rest and recover. It's looked as a sign of weakness. Yeah. Also, we're not allowing ourselves to put in healthy habits. So because we're so busy, like I coach so many professionals that haven't got time to eat well. So they'll just grab a sandwich and a packet of crisps and a bottle of pop or whatever, you know. Um, they haven't got time. Oh, I'm up until 12 on my laptop, you know, and then I'm up at six in the morning. They're not even sleeping properly. Sleep is so important. Your hormones reset during sleep and your body repairs and recovers. So if you're not allowing that to happen, as soon as you wake the following day, your cortisol is already elevated. What that does is it then makes us go for things like sugary, salty, fatty foods throughout the day. And we will constantly crave those foods because we're tired. We're looking for the energy. We're looking for that quick fix. And so many people that I coach will say, I don't know why I just want sugar all day. I'm like, yeah, because when you're not sleeping properly, you're not managing that stress. And don't forget, the more you go for sugar, the more you want it. You'll have that quick influx of energy, that quick satisfaction, and then a huge slump very quickly after it. So you're looking for more and more and more. So like I always advise my clients looking at the food aspect of it, 
try to introduce more proteins and vegetables. Proteins and vegetables are going to keep you fuller for longer, prevent the hunger and prevent the cravings. Of course, good sugar. So carbohydrates are very important. We need them for energy. We need them to build muscle. Of course, I am not telling you not to eat them. I'm just telling you the refined man-made sugar that you're looking for, the biscuits, the cakes, the chocolates, you know, they're not doing you any favors whatsoever. And in fact, because of the insulin release, the insulin response within the body because of the sugar to lower your blood sugar is actually causing your body more stress again. Exercise. And so the cycle continues and then you're Absolutely. not sleeping properly. And sleep is like one of the first things I look at with any of our clients or with anyone that approaches us saying that they are not feeling themselves, that they're, yeah. they're feeling mentally depleted because your hormones rebalance in your sleep, but your brain also gets like a wash through as well. Like it stores yeah. all your memories, you know, it's sleep is vital for the brain. And when you look at people with dementia and, and things like that, it's, they're not sleeping and their case gets worse, their condition gets worse. So yeah. sleep is absolutely key. I do sleep hygiene with almost all our clients. What time are you going to bed? What time are you looking at your phone until yeah. when you're in bed? Uh, we've got blackout blinds, curtains, like how can we make a more healthy sleep-wake cycle? Because that's a good solid foundation to start with them, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people don't even realise that even a small LED left on your television or whatever is actually still keeping the brain fired and wired. So it, you're not allowing your body to relax. I mean, I, I'm a perfect example for this and I don't mind telling my story, but I have a three-year-old little girl. She's nearly three. She didn't sleep for nine months when I had her. Uh, she had milk intolerance and reflux. I then actually hit rock bottom and had severe postnatal depression, which again, not loads of people know about. I've started to speak about this recently. I know that that was the lack of sleep. I know it was. And they, they use it as a torture. <laughs> you know, taking away sleep from people is a torture. And I can understand why. So yeah, definitely one of the first places I would look to. But balancing those hormones is so important, guys. You know, it's, and, and it can be basics. Taking long walks actually lowers cortisol, not around the shops, not that we can do that now, but not around the shops, but in a nice, pleasant environment. Nice long walks will lower cortisol, deep breathing techniques, meditation, yoga, all of those types of things. And they are fantastic stress management tools. But, I, but I'm a big believer also in targeting the root of the problem. So the, the main stress needs to be targeted because if you were doing all of these, what I would call plaster, um, um, plaster events, call them, then you're only sticking the plaster over it and you're not actually getting to the root of the problem. But, you know, obviously incorporate all of these too. Exercise. Um, a lot of people will take exercise to the extreme and dieting. You will see people that think, okay, I'm overly stressed. I hate my body. I'm going to go on this extreme crash diet and I'm going to hit the gym twice a day back-to-back -back classes absolutely the worst thing you can do guys dieting and over exercising are stresses on the body i said over exercising there yeah obviously it's important we exercise very important that we move our body we have activity exercise releases endorphins but you can overdo it like anything else you know and then you're punishing your body and taking it back over that that boundary that you don't really want to cross and exactly the same with food. If you're starving your body and you're doing extreme diets left, right and center, then again, you're, you're actually stressing your body a lot more. So it's about finding the things that are right for you. Mm -hmm. I'm key on being a detective of your own body. We're all individual. We are completely individual. And what may work for me may not work for you, Em, you know? 
we have different lives, we have different makeup, we have different environments that we live in. Our habits are different, our nature is different, our hormones are different. You need to figure out what, who you are and then apply these little things and it may take some time. You know, it's trial and error. Yeah, there's actually what works for you. no one size fits all with, with health or with wellness, but there are some common denominators, isn't there? Your body needs sleep, it needs yeah. food, it needs nutrition, yeah. it needs water. Um, and I think sometimes, especially in this country, we're, we're too quick to um, over-medicalise things and medicate. Um, and medication is a key tool, especially in severe and enduring mental illness. Um, it's got to be one of a tool belt. It's got to yeah. be as well as going out for a walk and getting physical exercise as well as looking at our nutrition because a lot of the medications you know increase our our appetite um you know do do things to our bodies which then we need to make nutrition even more key then if we're constantly looking for food if we're constantly looking for sugar uh, we've got increased thirst you know education around we need to be drinking water guys not not cola yeah. isn't it but it's um yeah a detective of your own body I like that a detective mm-hmm. of your own mind isn't it what what suits you what makes you yeah. feel good and do these things before we crash before we hit rock bottom when Absolutely. we feel ourselves dipping a little bit do these things to get us well and then keep doing the things that got us well not and well now I can stop and then yeah. back down we go yeah, I, and I see that all of the time. You just hit the nail on the head. People tend to live in an all or nothing mindset oh, instead of finding the middle ground, you know? Um, you know, and, and for me, it's like, you know, I like a bar of chocolate, you know? I like a beer on the weekend, you know? I don't overdo it now. Perhaps I did when I was younger, but I don't now. But, you know, it's about finding that right balance, isn't it? 80% of the time, my food is really good. I wouldn't say chicken and broccoli all day long. And I think a lot of people are scared of that, though. A lot of people want to get healthy and feel that it is so hard because you see so much on the internet where you have to go to the extreme. Um, I actually had a comment on one of my posts from my clients in, in my program at the moment the other day. And she said, I absolutely love that you don't push us to just eat salads all day. And this, you know, you, you are encouraging us to carry on having a little of what we love, but not, you know, not overdoing it. And I think that's really important because then you're more likely to maintain it absolutely a little bit of what you fancy but majority doing good and 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 keeping yourself well so do you have any sort of top tips for you know mindset health like holistic health not bodybuilder you know as you say extremes you know you see like eat this and you look like that like for your average everyday person now that's maybe feeling a little bit more stressed due to the times we're living in, can't go to the gym, haven't got their usual routine, any sort of habits you would be trying to slot into their daily life? I would definitely say what works for me in managing my depression as well, so it's proven and my my clients love it too, is I get up and I have a bit of a morning routine. So instead of maybe laying in bed, I mean, I have a little one, so I only work part-time. I could spend an extra hour in bed, but I know that that does my mentality no good whatsoever. So I have a bit of a morning routine. I'll get up and wash my face, clean my teeth, and I just do some basic stretching. I'll do some deep breathing, so I open up my airways. I'm getting enough oxygen to my brain, and I'm starting the day off where my body's mobilized, I'm oxygenated, and I'm energized before I start the day. And that really helps clear my mind. 
walk in as often as you can and it doesn't matter if it's raining walk in as often as you can to lower the cortisol definitely sleep 100% if your sleep habits are not great at the moment then you need to seek advice to try and change that and improve it because that is key um, and that is key to keeping your cortisol from being too elevated when you wake in the morning because that's when the bad decisions will come so if it is elevated in the morning you're looking at then your sugary sort of foods what I said earlier proteins and vegetables make sure you're eating a lot of proteins and vegetables to keep you from being hungry and keep you from craving and you will maintain a good energy level from those two but yeah, being the detective of your own body, I think is absolutely key. And I, I like to use, I mean, I'm, I'm qualified with a company from America called Metabolic Effect, and they're absolutely fantastic. It's definitely worth um, reading some of their blogs, etc. It's two doctors that have created that. And, you know, I swear by what they've taught me. Um, using hunger, energy and cravings as like key indicators. So if you're hungry throughout the day, if you're craving, and if your energy is low, what you've eaten that day hasn't been right for you as an individual. Whereas if you can keep those three things in check, then you, you know, pretty much you're on the right track as to what suits you. Don't forget the more energy expenditure, the more active you are, the more you need to eat, the more you need to support your body. Dieting is not great because long-term, the effects of that can be very negative on you mentally and physically. Those I'd say are my top tips. Amazing, thank you so much. But I think you are so right there. You start your day off on the right foot. Yeah. And I am not a morning person. Like this is not this is not news to anyone. Like um, I try not to start my day too early. But if I have got to, I am then just like ah, rushing. Like my alarm's gone off a few times, so I'm like yeah. in and out of sleep, and it doesn't serve me. No. And then I'm rushing, and I can't find this. And that when you're in that state, nothing goes right then. Like, of course you can't find your keys. Of course the dog needs to go out for a week. Of course your car won't start. Of course you hit traffic. Because you're already in that state that you're just seeing more negatives then, isn't it? Whereas if you had plenty of time, the traffic wouldn't bother you. Absolutely. And I think we can use that as an example of us creating a lot of our own stress too. Yeah. You know, because that, that is a stress that we can control because we're knocked off our feet every few weeks or months, all of us, with something that is completely out of our control. Whereas if we, we keep at bay the stresses we can control, then we're trying to look, listen, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I do this 100% of the time, but 80% of the time I try and be, I try and practice what I preach, you know, and I know that mentally I have to do that every morning. Um, if I've had a lay-in, I tend to have a headache all day. I feel really down, moody, miserable. You know, it doesn't serve me. So it's about finding what works for you. And I'm not sitting here saying to be successful or to be happy or to be, you know, uh, to not be depressed. You have to get up at five and you have to do this. I'm not saying that. Um, but I'm just saying if you can put little, little, little tasks in place every day and have this little bit of a routine that works for you, you'll see a huge difference in your mental and physical health. I love that, like little buffers, like little stress busters, so yeah. to bring that cortisol level down, to bring Absolutely. it down, to bring it down, of the things we can control, mm -hmm. so that when things happen that we can't control, we're better placed to handle them and more resilient to it. That's really Absolutely. good advice. Thank you so much for that. My and pleasure. it's really changed how I go about my mornings, actually. So maybe tomorrow I'll get up first alarm and Yay. my day will just be calmer. 
no it's really good thank you so much for for sharing that and I think it's really helpful so where can we find more information about about your programs that you run and about the, the stress hormones and things you talk about so um, I'm all over social media. So it's Emma J, just the letter J, Life Shaper. And my website is emmajlifeshaper.com. Um, if you want to email me, it's emma at emmajlifeshaper.com. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions. Um, and I've got programs and lots of free stuff available a lot of the time. I do run a free um, group on Facebook called Stress Shaper, um, which I put a lot of free content in there. And if there's anything new and exciting coming up, then there's inf- information in there. And I've got a lot of fantastic guest speakers in there giving you more information too. Amazing. Thank you. That's so generous. Okay. And you said something to me earlier that people often do not know that they're stressed. No, I, th- I think what I've learned over the years and specifically busy um, professionals, if they're not having that overwhelm, that brain fog where you know you're stressed, they don't recognize it. They feel that they manage everything. I've had clients say to me all the time, I'm really busy, but I manage it all well. And then when I delve a little bit deeper, they may be in pain. So if you've got an existing injury, that pain from that injury can sometimes be exacerbated because the muscles around it will go into spasm to protect it so the brain is such a clever thing it sees threat and it will just lock us down it will protect us it will tighten everything it will reduce your range of movement it will actually reduce your your visibility so that you can still see but your your range of vision will be narrowed and and it's really incredible what the brain does so poor range of movement and sometimes for people pain numbness pins and needles hair loss reduced libido um obviously muscle pain muscle fatigue all of these things are usually stress-related. I deal with a lot of people that have fibromyalgia from severe, unrelenting, chronic stress over the years that has just never been dealt with. And it's now left them, many people in sort of wheelchairs, where they're, they're really, really struggling because their body, the brain, has locked down on the body and the body's just tightened up and said, sorry, I'm not prepared to do this anymore, you know? Yeah, our body's amazing, amazing. So if you were to listen to that, like tick, 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 you know, maybe you're not acknowledging mentally that you're stressed, but your body and your brain, you know, <laughs> your, your nervous system has already, you know, started shutting you down and it's time to do something about that stress level and that cortisol level. Amazing. Thank you so much for giving up. I know you're super busy with your little one. So thank you so much for coming on and talking. Thank you for asking me. Oh, absolutely. I just think there's so much negativity going on right now that if we can, if we can share our knowledge and come together and, and even help just one person, that'll, that'll cheer me up to carry me on for another week <laughs> of this madness. So there we are. Right. Thank you so much, Emma. My pleasure. Take care. Bye, Bye now.